Hello everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Can't believe it. You know what? You are going to be the double recipients today of goodness. We are releasing two podcasts today in honor of this amazing day of Thanksgiving and the season that we're moving into of the holidays and Christmas. I love that Thanksgiving really does set the tone for the season because we're grateful for a king that came and still reigns today. So I wanted to double bless you today. You have this uh, Revving the Word podcast, which will be, we are, I'm keeping it um, meditational. We're going to move our bodies, uh, but there are no intervals, no assigned intervals in this workout today. The workout that was also released in partnership with this one is interval. So look at that. You get a whole week to enjoy either or, and of course the um, previous workouts that we have. Also want to let you know that we are six weeks, a little over six weeks out from our next instructor training. Uh, if you want to do deeper life with me, as I would love to do it with you and my amazing, crazy team of fitness misfits, <laughs> then we would love to see you in the next training uh, program. Go to the, uh, the website, revelationwellness.org, download a packet, and uh, we've also set up a Facebook page for people that are, are interested in training and some cool resources and things happening back there. But be sure you download a packet first so you know what the heck we're talking about, and then you'll be invited into that Facebook page. But it's been fun. We've already been seeing breakthrough um, with pastors, uh, leaders, faith leaders that, in your communities that go, this would be an amazing asset. This is what we need this. And I'm telling you, you guys know this. You're like the living, if you've done a wrapping the word, you know something is changing in you. It's training you in this neuroscience place, in the, in the neurology of your brain and the physiology of your body and the emotions that you have. It's so complex. And to think that the only way we can learn and grow is to sit down and read <laughs> or even write. You have to go back to school, school kids, right? We learned in like the 1970s and even a little earlier, 60s, that exercise was, was part of the, the developing the whole brain, the whole child. We still need that today. We still need it. We need outlets to do that places. And so we're glad you're here today and you're believing in this. Would love it if you shared this podcast with somebody who comes to mind right now. And also if you would leave a review, that helps us to um, spread the news. And that would be an awesome thank you gift back to us if you have the time to do that. But no strings attached. Everything we do is truly, purely to serve you, to love you because we've been so loved, and to see you living healthy, whole, and free. Um, to see you taking other people off the hook because that's what Jesus did when he got on the cross. Amen. So we are going to exercise gratitude today. Um, before we get going, may I read to you? Hey, why don't you, you can just be, like I said, it, this is actually going to be a recovery workout in a sense. You know why? Because my legs need it. My body kind of needs it. I'm not trying to do anything other than move my body and kind of flush out any junk. <laughs> if you want to use this workout more at a higher endurance pace, of course you can do that. But I will be just trying to keep my legs from feeling stiff and full. And, and you just know when you're, you kind of feel achy, that's a good message. Pay attention. Your body's saying, I need a break. <laughs> I, need, I need some restoration. Could you give me that? So that is what I will be doing today, and I invite you into that. And gratitude, you guys, we're going to work on out today. I'll, it's just a true rubbing the word. We're going to read through Psalm 92 and exercise gratitude. It's an activation. You have to participate in it. You can't say you're a grateful person and not be actively grateful. <laughs> a lot of times we like to think that we're grateful people or faithful people, but you have to activate it. You have to, you have to sit. It, it, it often comes. The most powerful times of gratitude are when you're in pain or in hurting, when there's hurt and pain. That's a sacrifice that you offer to the Lord that you will never have to give in heaven one day. So it's so beautiful to Him when you can be a grateful person instead of a grumbly person. 
And I truly have always, we've always known there's, there's great science and research behind gratitude and what it does for us. It truly is a medicine. And I'm going to talk a little bit about this. Let me read. This is an article from UC Davis. There's a leading professor there called Robert Emmons. He's a professor of psychology there, and he's a leading expert in the science of gratitude. And he writes this. A growing body of research is confirming that an ounce of gratitude is worth a pound of cure. Emmons says it can lower blood pressure, improve immune function, and facilitate more efficient sleep. Gratitude reduces lifetime risk for depression, anxiety, and substance abuse disorders, and is a key resiliency factor in the prevention of suicide. Practicing gratitude also affects behavior. Studies have shown that grateful people engage in more exercise, have better dietary behaviors, are less likely to smoke and abuse alcohol, and have higher rates of medication adherence, factors that translate into a healthier and happier life. I'm talking wellness and wholeness with you because the gospel reeks of that invitation. Uh, this is the turnkey, you guys. You, to get into the house of the Lord, even says in the Psalms, to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. This is a vision of the temple. The gates would be the outer, outer place. Before you even enter the temple, you enter the gates with thanksgiving. To even come near the presence of the Lord, enter with thanksgiving. All right, so we're going to do that today. And I'll get the playlist going now in three, two, well, hold on. All right, three, two, one. Ready. I got these friends. So, Lord, we don't want to complicate our lives. We really believe, we truly take you at your word, that your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Lord, we come to you today like little children. We want back our joy. Restore to us the joy of our salvation. God, we are going to be, we're going to do our ABCs of gratitude. We'll take it back to the beginning. Start over. Teach us, God. Not only teach us, but grow us up in this character, nature of being thankful people. Because you've done so much, Lord. Forgive us being grumblers. Forgive us for looking at the problem instead of seeing all the possibilities. In Jesus' name, amen. Light and easy. Now, you'll get the posture you give him. So if you can lift the corners of your mouth and be grateful right now. Grateful that your body moves. Grateful for the air that you breathe. Listen, don't let the enemy minimize the basics of our faith. In the name of Jesus, get out of here. We complicate things. We go, what? I should know this by now. I've learned this, but... But if we had, <laughs> we wouldn't be stuck in our, we wouldn't be stuck. How about that? All right. So I'm going to read through Psalm 92, a few scriptures at a time, and then I'm going to give you space to work it out with the Lord. Okay. Moving Meditation. Psalm 92 is titled, How Great Are Your Works? And it's a psalm or a song for the Sabbath. The rest. And that's who we are. Hebrew 4 tells us that we are people of rest. Those who have unbelief do not enter his rest. 
But those who do have belief, enter his rest. Verse one, it is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your steadfast love in the morning and your faithfulness by night, to the music of the lute and the harp and to the melody of the lyre. It is good to give thanks. We just read that. The research is in. <laughs> it doesn't seem to be, you, know, you ever notice there's been no disproving this. Like, hey, turns out you can be as bitter as you want and have the greatest life. <laughs> there's no research. That's, if it's supporting it, it's not growing. Because whatever God establishes as truth increases and lasts. So there's awareness for us today that in a world full of many wellness options, many promises to the fountain of youth, this is the way. Gratitude. It's good to give thanks to the Lord. Lord, release on us. Change us as we move our feet. We're chasing after you. We sing your praises to your name, O Most High. Okay, so the psalmist tells, hey, this is good. And then he says, he tells us what to do. Declare his steadfast love in the morning and his faithfulness at night. So listen, you wake up every day, love is your motive. Gets you out of bed. I'm loved by God. He's got good things for me today. His love will never quit. The motive of love gets us up in the morning. And if we keep our gospel goggles on all day long, we'll hit the sheets at night, recounting the goodness of the Lord. You were faithful here, you were faithful here, and here. And that's why this science goes on to say, Professor Emmons says, this is why having a gratitude journal, it shows that people actually reap benefits. It's so true, you guys. When I injured my foot, freak accident, nine months ago, I was miserable. Oh. I couldn't, I couldn't use my feet. It was, and it was just kind of another sucker punch. I feel like the Lord kept taking stuff from me for the last year. I was not doing well. And a friend of mine said, Elisa, I'm going to challenge you every night. Start writing down what your foot injury is making you grateful for. Not just overall gratitude, but this thing. And I have a list, you guys. I have a notebook still. And I'm t it saved me. And you, also know, you all know what else it did? It punched the enemy in the face. <laughs> and I've said it before. Without that foot injury, you and I would not be here right now doing this. Revving the word came out of that terrible time. So right now, I want you to pray out loud. Use your mouth. 
and declare his love. Go ahead. What do you love about him? What does he love about you? Ask him. There it is. God is love. We thank you, God, that because you so love the world, because you said, let us create man in our image, male and female, let us create them. I'm here. Thank you. I have life. Thank you that my legs work right now. Thank you that I'm in my right mind. And the end of this verse says, to the music of the lute and the harp. We're doing it right now. Listen, you're all worshipers. Seriously. You're all worshipers and I would dare declare there's a bunch of worship leaders in here doing this right now. And when you move your body, you feel his pleasure. It's your design. So you're able to profess his love in the morning and his faithfulness at night because there's a song and you hear it. You're quick to hear a song and get in step with it because we're all worshipers. Come on. This is fun. <laughs> I'm having a good time. All right, overall sweet because it says declare the steadfast love to start. Don't pass go unless you can do it from love. And then at the end, his faithfulness. Or even in the middle. <laughs> or when you feel like you don't really see it happening declare his faithfulness. So right now I want you to say to yourself, say to the Lord, recount to him his faithfulness. Maybe it's just yesterday. Go ahead. Or maybe it's the last week. I don't know. I'm going to give you some time here. Use your mouth. Be the weird person in the gym, mumbling, talking. The person on the street, in the car, subway doing dishes. Come on. Go ahead. Recount his faithfulness. Get healthy. Get whole.
anybody else just <laughs> have such gratitude of the release you have. Like, he just reminds me of how I, I have flashbacks of how afraid, bitter, lonely, uncertain I once was, but not anymore. <laughs> That's crazy. That's crazy. Come on, that I'm even doing this right now. There is a God. There is a God because I would never have the wherewithal to choose this life for myself. And the fruit that I see, jump back, Jack. If it's a dream, don't wake me up. Not today, Satan. Not today. <laughs> yeah. Verse four. For you, O oh Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands I sing for joy. For you, O oh Lord, have made me glad by your work. I'm his workmanship. He did this. It's his, this is all his fault. I'm his responsibility. If you've got an issue with me and my Jesus, you're gonna need to take it up with Jesus. Meanwhile, you can't shut me up, I love you. I've been ruined, wrecked by grace. This is all his fault. For you, O oh Lord, have made me glad by your work. At the works of your hands, I sing for joy. I sing for joy. You know what you're doing, God. Go ahead. Give him thanks for the work. Give him thanks for the work that he's done in you. Like a master builder, applaud him. Come on. You're doing a great job, God. Your works are wonderful. good I can't I've got a permagrin going on anyone else <laughs> oh so good all right we got three verses here we'll chop it up verse 5 how great are your works, O Lord. He just got done saying that, right? Your thoughts are very deep. Ooh. The stupid man cannot know. The fool cannot understand this. That though the wicked sprout like grass and all evildoers flourish, they are doomed to destruction forever. But you, O oh Lord, you're on high forever. Oh, we're grateful, God, that you're smarter than us. We're grateful people, God, that you're in charge. You're the master builder, the master planner. And your thoughts are deep. So I feel like what I'm supposed to do right now is give you some time to get grateful that you don't understand how he's doing something. We know his why. His why is that everyone would know his love. 
that nobody would perish. And listen, you and I, we don't die anymore. <laughs> so, winning, winning. He's working this out. But if Satan can get us, if our enemies, if, if our adversary, remember we do not fight people, we do not fight flesh and blood, but principalities of darkness, powers of, the, of Satan, his little minions, and those are found in the world, in unrenewed minds. He uses people as his messengers. But God says, I'll see your using of people and I'll raise you. Not only am I gonna use my people, but I'm gonna empower them with a kind of power that's going to put your backhanded tricks to shame. They're gonna be a people of peace, of kindness and wisdom. They're not gonna to need to use fear tactics, shame tactics, or guilt tactics. They're gonna just know who they are and let me do kingdom work in them and through them. So right now, take some time to give thanks that you don't understand everything God's doing. Because if you did, you would package it, sell it, and be your own little God. So go ahead, give him honor and praise. Sovereign. He's sovereign. How great are your works, O Lord. Your thoughts are very deep. Very deep. <laughs> so deep. Romans 11.33 says, Oh, the depth of the riches and the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are His judgments and His ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been His counselor? Who has given a gift to him <laughs> that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. God, we give you thanks that you are reconciling everything to yourself. All things. Every circumstance, every person, it's your plan to bring them into shalom, peace, identity as a son or a daughter of yours. We're so thankful, God. Thank you that you're 10 steps ahead of us. We thank you that you don't get frustrated with us. You know where we walk with a limp. You're patient and you're kind because that's the way your love works. Thank you, God. God, we thank you that though our enemies might have victory for a moment, You are victorious over our lives. Thank you that you continue to teach me. You continue to thin me out, scrape out of me what doesn't belong. That's called taking dominion, you guys. When God issues dominion for us as part of our our due.
be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, subdue it, and take dominion. It means take authority, take out the trash. Take out the trash and start with you first. Get the log out of your eye. And, I, and honestly, guys, you wanna shame the enemy? Show them how easy it is to walk in freedom because you know who you are. They're doomed to destruction forever, but you, O oh Lord, are on high forever. Forever means forever and ever and ever. Verse 9, for behold your enemies, O Lord, for behold your enemies shall perish. All evildoers shall be scattered. Still in this line of dominion that God has power to take out the trash to fight your battles. He tells the people, or Moses tells the people as they're fleeing Egypt, and the Red Sea is in front of them, and the Egyptians are chasing them down behind them, and they look like this is it. It was a good 20 minutes of freedom, and actually it was quite scary for 20 minutes, but now we're gonna die. And Moses says, be still, everyone, settle down. The Lord, your God, he'll fight for you. Come on. How did Moses know this? By faith, by faith, Moses let his mustard seed of faith in what seemed like a overwhelming seismic earthquake event. Moses says, don't get big, get small. Be still. The Lord, it's his turn to stand up while we sit down. Right now, give him thanks for how he fights battles. Go ahead, meditate on it and give thanks for how he has taught you to fight battles. And listen, if it's Oh, it's not about you getting bigger and stronger. It's really not. As he gets bigger and stronger, then you will rise. But if you try to rise and co-labor in terms of having to fight your own battles, you're going to be exhausted. You just weren't meant for that lifestyle. The hardest thing you'll do hardest thing. Proclaim faith over your life and over theirs too. The Lord, my God, will fight right now. I'm going to be still.
Good job. I keep hearing, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His love endures forever. He loves you. He's not going to let you down. Jesus says, what kind of father, if a child asks for bread, would give him a stone? Or if he asked for an egg, would give him a scorpion? That's not our father. Our father who art in heaven, holy is his name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Giving us this day and a daily bread and forgiving us our trespasses and keeping us from a temptation. Keeping us from the destruction of temptation. Delivering us from evil. You are the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Verse 10. I love this verse. But you have exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. I'm just going to say this right now. Part of my personal testimony but I went through 10 years of marriage with my husband as I was growing in the Lord he became more and more of an atheist <laughs> and it wasn't him again the enemy used him I wasn't fighting my husband I was fighting the enemy and the Lord was fighting for me I'm absolutely certain I would not be here right now doing what I do with the ministry that's happening and flourishing and growing and reaching the corners of the earth if it wasn't for how the Lord fought for me. My husband, my own husband, was my greatest enemy, used by the enemy to keep me and I remember thinking God this is cruel why are you allowing this to happen why this is ter so painful you guys like I can't even I mean I was sleeping with the enemy literally each year, more and more, for 10 years. I, I bought the field. I found the treasure, bought the field. I was all the way in, losing everything. And mostly the very thing I wanted the very most was to be loved by a man, my own husband. I can tell you today, my husband and I love each other more than ever. <laughs> like, like we're best friends. We're, it, like we're kids, we, we like date, we enjoy each other. I mean, it's 10 years that I didn't know how it was gonna end but I kept clinging to his promises. And eventually, the enemy was hung by a noose, killed, shot, buried, six feet underground. And yeah, sure, he tries to resurrect himself, but we just shoot it. 
so when the psalmist says that you've exalted my horn like that of a wild ox, the horn, he's talking about, the horn is a resemble, it's a metaphor for victory or royalty, but here specifically, it means of attack and defense with the animals endowed with them. So he's referencing a wild ox. Like the Lord gave me this ability to persevere, to lift my head and ram the horn into the face of the enemy. Not my husband, although I did do that for a while. I'm not saying I did it perfectly. He's good, faithful, ha! And it was because the Lord had anointed me for a call. He poured the oil over me. That image of being poured over with oil, right now, every one of you. He's opening up a flask right now and he's pouring it on your head right now as you live, move, and have your being. Running, whatever you're doing, let the oil flow. You're consecrated. You're set apart for good works. Ha 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 ha. Ah! And it's because I was set apart. God was calling me. that the enemy came for me. But the Lord taught me how to lift my horn. See the image of a rhinoceros. Lift your horn, Elisa, and ram, run right into it. Fight this battle from who you are. Because this wild ox, it says you've exalted my horn like that of a wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. You've called me. I'm your daughter. I'm your son. I'm a royal priest. So I will lift my horn and fight this battle of faith. 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 We're so thankful for faith, Lord. We're so thankful for faith. You saved my life, Lord. You saved. You saved. You saved. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. My ears. I am a living, I'm a witness. I am a witness to a crime against humanity. That I watched the Lord fight and redeem and restore and transform. That which Satan tried to use for destruction, I've seen him use for kingdom good. I have seen the downfall right now. Go pray, go talk with him about what you have seen and what you have heard.
underneath the harvest moon Do all the things that lovers do Just me and you Just as free Just as free But you have exalted my horn like that of the wild ox. You have poured over me fresh oil. My eyes have seen the downfall of my enemies. My ears have heard the doom of my evil assailants. Ha! God, you guys, you're so powerful. The testimony in you is so powerful. Come awake. I'm awake. Arise. Arise. Good job. So good. <laughs> oh, I hope you sense how easy and light this is. That he's been so good to us. He is so good to us. He will be good to us. Even when it feels bad. Everyone say this out loud. I am thankful that he is faithful, even when I am faithless. And the righteous shall live by faith. And that's who you are. Verse 12 says, the righteous flourish like the palm tree and grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. I love that. It's an image of wellness, growth. There's some type of lie that says as we get older, like that we're getting smaller. And actually an unrenewed mind will do that. But a renewed mind, a person that knows who and whose they are, they will flourish. Like, it's like an old tree with a healthy root system. That thing just keeps growing and growing, reaching out, producing more shade, more fruit. Because what God initiates is meant to increase and last. This whole righteous thing, this is his idea. And the righteous will flourish. Give him thanks for how his intention is to continue to grow you and plant you deep roots with a high reach, deep, high, and wide. You flourish in the court of God. Flourish. Holy Spirit, give us a renewed sense of growth, flourishing, increase.
steadfastness. We're not going anywhere. Say that right now. I'm not going anywhere. I've made up my mind. Repeat after me. The righteous flourish like the palm tree. Say it. And grow like a cedar in Lebanon. They are planted in the house of the Lord. They flourish in the courts of our God. I just have this vision of you are a permanent, not a fixture, but a resident, a permanent resident of the house of God. Like when you don't come home for dinner, he notices. When your room is empty for a while, he notices. He wants you. And he wants to grow you up from glory to glory, from faith to faith. Give him thanks for how he grows you. You're not your body. I need to say that. You're not your body. You're not your circumstance. You're not your pain. Uh-uh. No, sir. And you all know that pain actually becomes the very thing that grows your roots deep. The wind, the rain, the extreme elements, <laughs> they work for you. Any tree that doesn't get exposure to the elements will not grow. You need downpour. You need some gale force winds. <laughs> it just grows your faithfulness. Come on. some of you that you can't even run anymore like you just need to sit down you just need to sit down and receive because <laughs> you can't keep running the way you're going like you're trying to take all the things that have happened you're trying to make sense of them. And until you can make sense of them, you really feel like you can't be thankful for anything. That's a stronghold. You've been called into faith. The righteous shall live by faith. Step into who you are. Live a day at a time in the house of the Lord. Study Jesus. Jesus. 
He loves you. That's why he did it, for the joy set before him, the joy of you coming home. He endured the cross, scorning its shame. We have one more song, like six minutes for an hour workout here. Going on with this article, Emmons believes, this is back to the professor, Emmons believes gratitude works because it allows individuals to celebrate the present and be an active participant in their own lives by valuing and appreciating friends, oneself, situations and circumstances. It focuses the mind on what an individual already has rather than something that's absent <laughs> and is needed. A person's mindset also affects the body's biochemistry, especially factors related to heart disease. Come on, don't we know this? Like our hearts are not well. And I don't mean like your resting heart rate, your beats per minute, your, that you have some type of clogged. I mean, there could be something going on, but honestly, we all have some heart disease. Our hearts have been wounded. They're sick. Nobody comes to Christ perfect and complete. We're all being made whole. As we are whole, we are becoming whole because God sees the final, the finished product. He sees the finished design of us. And he, he doesn't get bored with us. He loves to go to work on us, in us, with us. Goes on to say that gratitude is associated with higher levels of good cholesterol, lower levels of bad cholesterol lower blood pressure, both at rest and in the face of stress, meaning if you can stay thankful, listen, the person that can stay thankful is gonna hold their peace. They're gonna hold on to their identity. If we can't stay thankful, we're already gonna be easy prey for the enemy to take us captive. Gratitude blocks toxic emotions such as envy, resentment, regret, depression, which can destroy our happiness. It's impossible to feel envious and grateful at the same time. Come on, isn't that the truth? You cannot serve two masters. You cannot be grateful and grumble. You have to make a decision. And when you make the decision, listen to me. Your motives will catch up to you. Your identity will come back. You'll remember who you are. You gotta make the decision. Lord, awaken us. 24 seven, we're gratitude hunters. We seek out gratitude, that in every situation, we can be thankful. In every situation, come on. Not just one day a year, no. What are we thankful for? Recounting your faithfulness day by day. In the morning, your steadfast love wakes me. In the evening, I recount your faithfulness. That's why this research science would say, keep a journal. Train gratitude. Be intentional. You gotta show up to the gym and train it. It doesn't just, it won't just happen. You don't just fall into being a grateful person. You choose to be. 
you choose to be. Verse 14 and 15. They, meaning the righteous. By the way, this is one of my favorite verses. <laughs> As I'm about to turn 46. Verse 14. They still bear fruit in old age. They are ever full of sap and green. Yeah. Come on, Lord. That's right. To declare that the Lord is upright. He's my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. I think I'm giving you this bonus song. Just because I'm going to go quiet. <laughs> because even though I'm another day older physically, I'm another day larger, growing. A tree with roots going deep branches going wide so that others can come and rest in my shade eat from my fruit that I still bear fruit in old age there's sap in me meaning there's sap to a tree is like blood to a body there's still life in that tree there's still life there's a lot of life in here. Let me just tell you, I'm halfway. I'm sure, I'm probably halfway in my life. Maybe even more than halfway, I don't know. But it's, it's getting bigger. The gospel is getting bigger in me. I'm like on steroids. Bigger, bigger. But I'm also, can I just tell you, getting lighter, easier. This isn't difficult. I made it difficult for so long. Because I believed the enemy more than I, I believed my pain more than I believed the pleasure and the promises of God. He is my rock and there's no unrighteousness in him. Everyone say that. He is my rock. And there is no unrighteousness in him. There's no backhanded ways in him. There's no dubiousness to him. There's no tease. There's no passivity. There's no withholding. Everything he does in every day for me is right on. It's right on for that day. Every situation is right on for me. He is my rock, and there's no unrighteousness in him. Give him thanks. Go, give him thanks.
Psalm 92 is titled, How Great Are Your Works? <laughs> How great, <laughs> How amazing are your works? And listen, you're one of them. You're his greatest work. You. So Lord, we thank you. We thank you. Thank you. We thank you. We have nothing else to say but thank you. We thank you. Thank you. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.